0: uh we're we're working through second peter and there's a little bit not i don't want to say a rut but it's kind of similar theme so some of the things are going to sound similar if you've been around and so second peter chapter 2 starting verse 17 it says these people are as useless as This is talking about false teachers this is not you uh these people are as useless as dried up springs (laughs) that was a joke but no one laughed so it's still a joke If a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? If Jeff tells a joke and no one laughs, is it still a joke? I don't know. Anyway, these people are as useless as dried up springs or as mist blown away by the wind. They're doomed to the blackest darkness. Um, Welcome to deep water. (laughs) Like, that's a great, you know, kind of kind of harsh verse there but in, in the context you know he's talking about the, these false teachers these people who teach something that that's not true and but often we like to hear things that are not true because we like the content uh, of the message uh, at dried up springs i think the image i get here is uh hiking anyone ever been hiking mm-hmm. you know i know we have a couple of us who like to you know hike on the appalachian trail we did some time there and i would i would love to do some more time there if you're gonna do time time on the at is a good place to do time uh, but, you know, it, it's when you hike, you know, you you actually have to buy a little guide because the little, little icons that say, you know, this is where water is going to be. Guess what? In the summer, they're not always there. And when you're hiking, you you really need water or you will die. <laughs> I, I remember like we got to one spring it was really good water. I'm like, I made Josh chug a bunch of water, cause you know, uh, and he probably hated me at that moment when we we're chugging all the extra water. But after that grueling climb that, you know, it just seemed to go for, it was like a mile straight up. I mean, we're getting some nods. Some of you remember that climb. Uh, but you, you, you needed it, you, you needed refreshment and you wanted some more refreshment as you got there. Uh, and it's kind of like, you know, if you go biking, uh, you know, anyone here go biking? And you reach in, no, no it's just a couple of us. <laughs> Different kind of bike. I'm thinking pedal bike, not motorcycle because you got like cup holders and stuff. I found cup holders. I found a cup holder at Walmart for my bike. Life may never be the same. I'm, I'm going to put a cup of coffee on the front there because, you know, there are some people who tell you, you know, it, it's too hot for coffee. You just need to cut those people off. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Um, anyway (laughs) but you know you're biking you kind of reach down you grab the water bottle and it's empty there's that's a horrible thing we some of the days have gotten hot now it's two bottle days where i got to bring two bottles because you know i burn a lot of water um you know or or like a mist and kind of like i think it was monday it felt like rain but never didn't quite rain and so you kind of picture you know the, the things that, that look like they're going to be good. You go to the dried-up spring, you're thinking, oh, yes, refreshing. And you look there, and you're like, not so refreshing. Or you see a mist, and you, you're expecting rain, you don't get it. And both metaphors really point to the same thing. It's the promise of refreshment and life uh, from false teachers is empty. Because the expectation doesn't meet the reality. You know, John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, no one wants to start it, because you're like, I might get it. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come to have life and have it to the full. Or one translation the says, have it abundantly. Uh, and so Jesus promises life, but, but often there's people who take the guise of being a biblical teacher, the guise of, of, of church, and teach something that, that is not life-giving. Um, it, it, you know, and with Peter, you know, I always, not that I don't always, like, Whenever I'm reading scripture, I'm like, how does this relate to the Gospels, the stories of Jesus' life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? But but I think with Peter especially, you think about it because here's a dude who was like one of Jesus' besties. Like, he hung out with them, he went everywhere, you know, he was always, you know, in the, he was in the top three, at least. John seemed to have an even closer relationship, but, but he was in the, in the top three. He was one of his crew, you know, they were rolling. <laughs> and, and so, you know, when, the words, when I picture when Peter's writing this, is he thinking something in the back of his head of something Jesus said, you know? And I, I think with this one, when I, when I think about these mists that, you know, the, the, these dried up springs, I think of John chapter four, which most of you do, right? You're like, wait, I can't remember what's in John chapter 4. That's okay, I'm going to tell you. John chapter 4, uh, Jesus, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a story called uh, The Woman at the Well. And so now most of you, oh yeah, I remember that story. There's, some, there's a well, and she, there's a woman, and she's at it. Um, there you go, you got the gist of it. And so the meaning of that, no. <laughs> if you don't know the story, uh, in John chapter 4, they'll probably throw it up here, it says, uh, <laughs> Jesus knew the Pharisees uh, had heard he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. Uh, so he left Judea and returned to Galilee. So the religious elite, the people, they kind of, they're, they're sort of mad and upset at Jesus because he's gaining popularity, you know, and he's out there baptizing, which is this symbolic of the commitment of things and, you know, commitment to following him. And we, we talk a lot about it uh, when we kind of get closer to baptisms. We like to do baptisms at the beach. You know why? because it's fun, and it feels so biblical, because you're outside, and, and people look at you, they're like, what are those people doing, Go, you know, and so that's a good opportunity, you know, cause I, I make sure my sermon's nice and loud, so it can be heard to the whole beach, um, you know, and if you do it at high tide, you know, you lose a few, but it's worth it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of one baptism service. I'll tell you a story later. I'm not going to tell now. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, you know, uh, and, and so the religious elite, they kind of didn't, this baptism thing, they weren't so sure about it because Jesus was gaining followers and John had been gaining a bunch of followers. And, you know, John, you know, when the Pharisees came out to be baptized, he's like, hey, you brood of snakes, <laughs> you, know, you, you know, who warned you to flee God's wrath? you know, it's kind of there's this this tension, and so Jesus starts doing this stuff, and they're like, ah, oh, well, we've got to check this Jesus out, but Jesus wasn't ready for the whole thing to go down, he wasn't ready for the the crucifixion, everything, so he's kind of kind of like letting that pressure start, you know, you know, build, and then kind of pulling away, and so it says he left Judea and returned to Galilee, you know, and so he, he kind of leaves the, he leaves the, the the big city, goes back home, you know, it's like if you're from you know, southern Delaware, and you're living in New York City, or visiting, or D.C., and you come, you come back home. Uh, and so he's there, it says, uh, he had gone through, he had to go through Samaria on the way. And that's a big debate. You hear pastors talk all kinds of things about that. Did he have to go? Was you know, and there's all these things. It, it really, it had, to, you know, you didn't have to go, but it was really kind of, it really would be the most direct route, but some people avoided it because they didn't like the Samaritans. Uh, you know, it says, eventually came to a Samaritan village of Sychar near the field of Jacob, gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from long walk, sat down beside the well about noontime. And a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said, please give me a drink he was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy food and so he kind of he goes into samaria and there's just jacob's well and to most of us we read that we go okay jacob's well what does that mean is that just the name of it but, but there's like some historical significance you can read that in the hebrew bible about you know it was kind of an important thing and it's so uh, and you know we read uh you know it's like it noon time now other translations you might have a translation that reads like the sixth hour Uh, you know it's kind of how the different people reckon time and everything that's why one thing I I like about the New Living Translation sometimes just tells you about what time it was because you know I'm like the sixth hour of what (laughs) but you know they would have been like walking and they're tired picture that hike you know uh, you know I don't know if you know this but when you walk you you sweat (laughs) you know you, you, you use I always say burn up the water you're not technically burning up water because you know you actually create an explosion between hydrogen and oxygen to create water, which is fun to do too. And anyone ever done? Okay, just me. One of the benefits of being a chemistry major is you get to blow stuff up. You know, Bob knows, he was a teacher. You, know, it's, you get to blow stuff up. Not in biology so much, because that would be weird. <laughs> um, Bob's biology professor. Um, <laughs> you blow stuff up, that's the anti-biology. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, uh, so they're, they're, they've been walking five or six hours maybe, you know, that's kind of what I picture, and they're like, they're hot, they're sweaty, they stop for a drink, and you know, a Samaritan, now most of us, again, when we read Samaritan, we read what? The good Samaritan, and you know, we think, oh, good Samaritan, like you, someone breaks down the side of the road, you stop, oh, they're a good Samaritan, you know, I think there was a good Samaritan club, you know, for a while, it's like, I don't know what they did, maybe they Help people on the side of the road. I don't know. Anyone know? Anyway, someone Google that. But <laughs> you know, when we think of Samaritan, we think good things, right? Now, in those days, it was sort of like an oxymoron to say a good Samaritan because the Jewish people didn't like them. Now, for some of you, think good Republican. For some of you, think good Democrat. <laughs> like, like, think of the people you, you sort of maybe have an antagonism towards or your libertarian, good anything but libertarian. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We will talk about politics in small groups. We don't talk about it from the pulpit, but I will sometimes poke you because it's just fun to poke. Uh, so kind of, <laughs> And it's great because I can poke and just keep running. You know, it's like punch and run. Uh, it's not just a highway. It's a <laughs> technique by Jeff. <laughs> anyway, so there's these hundreds of years of hostility over where the temple is, you know, how to worship. They, they used to be like, you know, kind of, they used to be like, you know cool people they were like they'd have play dates and barbecues they were like what they were they were all israel and then they kind of they split up and then different you know parts of them get deported all kinds. so there's this historical thing they don't like each other in the bottom line um uh, it's kind of like camden and wyoming <laughs> some of you don't understand that some of you laugh because you know it's like there's these weird tensions in camden and wyoming some of you don't know you're like camden wyoming Actually, I think my dad's going to do a, a lecture on this, you know. The relations between, he literally is, I don't know where, You, said, you think he you said he was this week. But, but you know, there's these, like, like, tensions they have that maybe you don't, you don't get, look at, if you're from Dover, you don't even understand it. Um, but, you know, they kind of, like, they fight amongst themselves, you know. Can anything good come out of Wyoming? Can anything good come out of Camden? Um, and so the disciples go off to buy food. Now, how many guys does it take to buy lunch? Apparently 12. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I always wonder why they leave Jesus there and all twelve of them go off. You know, <laughs> they all what? They all wanted something different. <laughs> That's probably it. Because you ever like try to go out to lunch with someone? Oh my gosh, it's like I'm I'm easygoing. If there's food, I'm in it. You know, like I'm all about it. But you know, you, you get like then people are like, oh, what do you want? Oh, whatever you want. And then you name something like not that, not that, no, no, what about that? No, no, not that. No. You're like, S- seriously, if you want something, just tell me. No, it's like 15 things. They finally, yeah, you guessed right what you were supposed to get all along. Some of you don't get it. Some of you aren't married. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> it's often a guy-girl thing. I'm fortunate. My wife, you know, uh, we. it's easy. We just want Indian food, right? <laughs> if anyone saw the picture. Oh, Indian food. Or Ethiopian, too. Oh, my gosh, Man, we need an Ethiopian restaurant here. Can someone convince someone to open an Ethiopian restaurant? Any, any anyone? Eh, nope. If anyone's watching online, we need an Ethiopian restaurant in Dover. I will personally eat there every day, as the Lord provides. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I love Ethiopian food. But anyway, so tw- You know, one, it takes one woman to go get water. It takes twelve men to go get lunch. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> The, it says the woman was surprised because jews refused to have anything to do with samaritans so she says to jesus you're a jew and i'm a samaritan you know why are you asking me for a drink uh it, you know it, it, it's, and again we don't kind of get this but I, I was trying to think of you know it's you know it'd be like a, a terrorist going like seeing you wear it like wrapped in an american flag because i think america probably the only country that we love our flag we burn it out of you know only like you know, respectful, but if someone burns it, we're like terrible. Ah! But then we'll like make a bathing suit out of it too. Like, I—it's like an odd thing. I, someone ought to explain this to me. But you kind of picture yourself draped in an American flag and a terrorist going, "Hey, buddy, can I have a sip of your Coke." Is <laughs> 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 this a setup? Like, what's going on here? Like, I don't—is <laughs> uh, this is part of a joke? Uh, you know, it's, just you know you know it's like you don't even have it. do with or some uh, things they uh, associate you know they might have business transactions with them but they kind of didn't do anything socially because if if a Samaritan touched your dish it was like ritually impure you know wouldn't even let you drink from their cups you know it's like oh Samaritan cooties you know this is like (laughs) this was like pre-COVID cootie watch you know like uh, i mean I, I never thought kindergarten would be the most important rules you know things we learned because we had to avoid cooties for the last year uh anyway so cootie backwash from cups they want to stay you know anyway it says jesus right if you only use the gift of god has for you and this, I, get, I said a lot of the story to get to this point <laughs> you know, if you only use the gift of god has for you and who you are speaking to you would ask him and i would give you living water and so living water is a hebrew idiom it's kind of the, I mean, the water that's bubbling or moving but it, but it, but it also jesus says hey you know this this water i have you will give you real life and you know it's interesting because then though the, she's like hey you don't have a rope or a bucket how are you going to get this water <laughs> you know uh, you know are you are you better than jacob who's here and you know you're out of rope out of bucket out of luck you know w- what you doing and Jesus replies, you know, bottom line, says, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But if those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And then she's like, hooked. she's like, oh, give me some of that water. <laughs> you know, because that sounds good. You don't have to go fill up the, you know, you don't have to go and gather and carry water. There's also sort of some subtle things going on in the text. Like she's there like in the middle of the day. You know, generally, if you're going to carry something heavy, what do you do? Morning, evening. And that was kind of the social time. Uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, you have a magically filling cup. I'm into it. Can imagine a canteen that just like you never goes out. You know, I don't want to keep lugging. Uh, so, and, and she continues the story, uh, you know, and he explains who he is. Her life is ultimately changed. Uh, and then she runs back to the town, and, and, and you know, uh, you know, she, she testifies to who he is, and more people come. And, you know, and ultimately, here's the thing water doesn't satisfy because you if you drink water what do you need more water. more water does anyone ever like i'm done i don't ever need water again no like you might feel like it at the moment like if you drank a gallon straight or something uh <laughs> they ever do that like it's oh uh, but you know <laughs> you're gonna need water the next day and after a couple of days if you don't have water what happens you get to meet Jesus personally, <laughs> because you can only survive so long with, without water. Uh, and so, here's the thing, Jesus is living water. You know, uh, the water from Jesus is, is life and salvation, the kingdom, it's life when we come to him, and, and we, we need that kind of living water, not the false things that people tell us that are going to bring us life, they're going to bring us things, they're going to bring us health, and going to bring us happiness, and they don't. Jesus is the living water. And, and you know, whether you've sought other water or or, or whether you've never strayed from true water or, or you haven't even found the water yet, I'll tell you, only Jesus can satisfy. I spent most of my life trying to, to fit other things into my life to give me satisfaction. Guess what? It didn't work. I, 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 I literally, if you look at my life, it seemed like everything was going well. I had a pretty nice girlfriend, <laughs> still got her, <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know I, was, I was doing well academically, I was doing well athletically, you know, it's like you're doing all this stuff, but it ultimately doesn't satisfy, and, and we, we try to satisfy ourselves with things uh, that, that really won't bring us satisfaction, and, and false teachers come, and they, they say, oh, this is going to do, you're going to love this, it is going to help you, it really doesn't bring satisfaction, nothing outside of Jesus will bring you that life-giving satisfaction and like you need. Uh, and so, Second Peter two eighteen, they brag about themselves with empty, foolish boasting, with an appeal to twisted sexual desires. They lure back into sin those who barely escaped uh, from a lifestyle uh, of deception. So they brag about themselves with empty, foolish boasting. I've never heard that from a pulpit. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, you, you know, you, you do. You hear, you hear uh, people who like to talk about themselves. You know, here's the inflated words. If, if they don't point to Jesus, there's probably a problem. You know, we have a—I don't know—I don't know where we got it, but we have a saying: it's all about Jesus. You know, because it's like we can tend to make life about us, right? Because it's like a movie, and you're in every scene, and it's really—and you're really important. Now, don't get me wrong; you have needs, you have—you have importance. You have, but but often we kind of like make our, ourselves like the biggest need there is. And it, but you know, ultimately, life is about Jesus, and when it, be, when it becomes. When a pastor is teaching, when a, when a person is preaching, when a person, and if it becomes less and less about Jesus and about a whole lot of other stuff, I mean, I'm a little suspect when Jesus doesn't come up in a sermon. Now, uh, granted, I talk a lot about Jesus. I, 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 talk, I think I bring up, I probably read out of the book of Luke every week, or, you know, or maybe Matthew or Mark or John, others you know, are my four favorite gospels. <laughs> but, but if, you know, <laughs> it's all about Jesus, now, one of the things that makes us a little different than some other churches, and it's not wrong if you do, one of the things you might notice is we don't use titles. Now, if I call you, I might go, hey, this is Pastor Jeff, so you know who it is. Like, which Jeff? Although it's not a very popular name now, so I might be the only Jeff you know. Uh, <laughs> but some of you might know a bunch of So, you know, and I'm not afraid of the title, because I don't go by Pastor. Some other pastors like, oh, so you're uncomfortable with the title? No, I'm a pastor. That's what I do. But I'm not like, hi, I'm Plumber Jeff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but because... And you know, I'm not that good a plumber anyway. But because sometimes we, we, we take on the airs of being a poor, because it's really not about me. And if you could call Jesus by his first name, you can call Jeff by his first name. I don't care. If you want to call me Pastor Jeff, that's fine too. Little kids sometimes call me Pastor Jeff, that's fine. Don't care. But it's not about me, right? We, we, you know i i i have earned titles earned degrees i don't use all those titles i do sometimes i have to when i'm in teaching setting it's you know you understand but but it, you know it, it's you know it's about jesus it's not about me and jesus said yeah Yo, hey you like to be called teacher teacher rabbi rabbi of us like to be now i'm not saying everyone who likes who calls themselves by the name of pastor is like you know false teacher i'm just saying our personal, the way we do things is we just drop the titles because it's about Jesus, it's not about me. And sometimes when you look at what people are teaching, you know, it's not, it's really not pointing to who Jesus is. It's not pointing to the fact that there's life in him. And and so we have to be a little, uh, I don't want to say suspect, but we have to be careful when we evaluate teaching to go, is this about Jesus or is this just about me? You know, it, it is this scriptural? Um, because, Second Peter two nineteen, they promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption, for you are slave to whatever controls you. You know, we all have a, ma- a master. Just choose the best one. That's Jesus. You know, I, I, I... You know, it was funny. There was a Twitter debate. I don't know if I said this out loud to you guys or maybe to the men's Bible study. There was this, you know, this, someone tweeted this thing, and they, you know... I don't know if you, anyone on Twitter? I, I know you're on Twitter, a little bit on Twitter. You know, it's funny, because it's, it's like Facebook, but angrier and worldwide. Um, and It's like people will pounce on you for like kind of one word being off, or maybe you said something. And this, they were jumping all over this pastor, and he said this. He's like, when I, when I look at people who left the faith, it's, it's, uh, it's normally over wanting to sleep with someone other than their spouse. Now, there's other reasons, don't get me wrong, but his point he was trying to make is one that I've seen too. <laughs> because a lot of times we don't like what Jesus calls us to do. And I've seen people abandon their faith because they really want to sleep with someone who's not their spouse. And so if I, if I kind of go, well, <laughs> I don't know if I believe in that faith here because I got this other desire. But, you know, the thing is that won't bring you life. You know, and, and you know, there's all kinds of addictions and things that we give ourselves to. You know, porn and sex. Those are big, tough problems, you know, in our society. Money. Uh, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. You know, it, it, money's not a bad thing. Loving it, eh, it's going to lead you, you end up becoming a slave to it. All you can think about is your money, all you can think about is your bank account, all you can think about is that virtual credit. I can't say Dogecoin. coin, dog a coin. I don't know how to say that one. <laughs> you know, there's Bitcoin. I, all kinds of coin. I don't even have a coin. Actually, I do have a coin in my pocket, I think. But, <laughs> uh, you know, shopping. Don't mess You know, some people, not, she's just messing with me, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, we, we, we derive, you know, we become a slave to that. We become a slave to stuff, and that's never a problem in America. Said no one ever. <laughs> uh, drama. Oh my gosh, Someone who says they hate drama in relationships, that's always the one who brings the most drama, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, some people, if there's not sort of some sort of drama going on, they'll create it. Because, you know, they need it. Entertainment. We don't like that one because we're like, oh, I like like to watch 24. I mean, is it Netflix or Hulu that's like, are you still watching? Netflix. Netflix, It's like, stop judging me. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) But, you know, it's easy you know, I have conversations with people this week. It's like they were getting it back to me, like, ah, oh, sorry, life is stressful. I w- I watch Netflix all night. No, that's okay. In that, you know, I'm not saying it's simple, but you have to watch. Is that where you're deriving your your pleasure? Is that where you're getting your meaning? Like, entertainment's not bad. I mean, I've never been to a movie because I'm holy. You know, and wow. I'm, I don't watch television. I read books. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but but you know. You know, desires, a lot of these things are, are neutral and good. Well, some, or, or, you know, something like porn is like a not a good thing. It's derivation of something that was good. But, you know, desires are neutral good, necessary, But they're destructive when they become the motivating force in your life. If, if that's all you're about. Uh, you know, and we often substituted the created for the creator. We, we, we worship that which was made instead of the maker. And if we're not careful, you know, we can all fall into that kind of thing. And that's the the, the false teachers, that's what they were falling into. And Second 2 Peter 2.20 says, And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and are get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they're worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it, and they reject the command they were given to live a holy life. You know, the escape, get tangled up again. And I, I think a big part of the imagery here is, is the idea of new converts, new believers. And, and Jesus told the story, about the parable of the soil. You know the, you know the the seeds get spread out, and, and you know some of it, some of the you know when, when the seed hits the ground and the roots don't go deep, and then the plants don't make it. And when we talked about last week, we talked redwoods. They, you know, they their roots don't just go deep; they got to go out, and they have to kind of all they interconnect and everything, and that's that's what makes them strong. But at, as a believer. Your roots need to spread out you need, need to grow in your faith and if you don't grow in your faith you know you're, you're susceptible to being t- you know pushed over you you, you can't grow I, and there's i mean i could do all kinds of plants i uh, you know that that you know uh that you know you plant and then it takes years for them to get going you ever have like a tree or something bush like that it's like kind of like just there for a couple of years doesn't do much it just sits there you're like D- is this thing supposed to grow and then suddenly it starts growing right because, because a lot of times, uh, you know, it, it's the roots. Roots matter. Um, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know I, I know last week I, we talked a little bit about it. Sorry if you're watching on YouTube later because I totally messed everything up. And <laughs> uh, the, the audio was not really very good last week. I apologize. Didn't get pushed. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <you know, laughs> someone other than me needs to do technology. I love technology. But I'm just not good at it. Uh, get, uh, and so we we talk about three words here. What, anyone gonna guess? Come on. No, you now you're always scary. Gather, grow, and engage. Yes, we got it. Uh, middle one is what? Grow. Uh, and, it, it's easy to fall for something if you don't know the truth, right? Uh, and I was thinking about this this morning as I was kind of finishing up my notes. And uh, you know, yeah, remember the new twenty-dollar bills and nickels when they came out like, you kind of, like, went, what? But you kind of know enough of a 20. You're like, nah, this is legit. And I hadn't seen the nickels before, so I was like, um, like, that's weird. I mean, this feels like a nickel. It's a different, I didn't know they changed the nickels, you know, Uh, you know, but you kind of realize, you're like, okay, this is legit, because I knew enough about it. Now, first time I went to Ethiopia, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, I I didn't, I I didn't get money at the airport, because I was, I just came in, I was like, I, I just missed it, and I didn't, a lot of countries, you could just hit an ATM and take money out. Ethiopia, because the way they deal with their currency, you couldn't do that, so I was like, okay, well, you know, I thought I was going to have to go back to the airport, but there was this little place, and uh, my, my friend Cercatus brought me over to this little place, and it's like real, it's like kind of strict getting in, I, you know, we'd, so we go in there, get the money, and here's what they gave me, not these uh, actual things, but, you know, that's what Ethiopian burrs look like. Now, here's the thing. First time someone handed me this, there was a trust factor, right? Because what does this look like to Americans? Monopoly Monopoly money. I'm thinking I just got taken. This dude just gave me some colored little pieces of paper and laughed at the American and took my money. (laughs) But, you know, first time again, you know, uh, it could have been monopoly money, but you have to trust that it's real. And so you, you have to be careful with who you trust. If I trusted the wrong person, I'd be playing Monopoly, man. Give me Park Place. That's about all I got. <laughs> you know, with the right money, you can you, you get, and I don't always carry it. I just was thinking about it this morning. It was in my drawer um, because no one's going to steal Ethiopian money because what are you going to do? They think it's my Monopoly set. <laughs> uh, and that's actually, I know that looked like a lot. I had like 160 there, you know, like $3. <laughs> so Anyway. Uh, You you have to be careful who you get stuff from if if you're not really familiar with it, if you don't know what you're doing. And so Ethiopian money, you don't know if I'm telling you the truth. I hope you do. (laughs) uh, We we need to be careful. Um, And then here's the thing. We need to make disciples. We need need to, to teach people, train people, so they understand and know the truth. So they know the difference between Monopoly money in Ethiopia. Oh, well, that's not really important, <laughs> unless you're going to Ethiopia. But but you know, do they do they understand? Do they know the original? Do do they know what's of value? Matthew twenty-eight, uh, starting in verse eighteen, which is a familiar verse to, to many of us. You know, Jesus said, told his disciples, "I've been I've been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." Um, which is funny because a friend of mine recently, like someone was trying to tell them you could only be baptized in the name of Jesus. And Jesus literally says, baptize them in the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. I don't know how they get around that text. <laughs> I mean, literally, Jesus just said that. <laughs> I'm just saying, he said that. Read it, Matthew 28. <laughs> um, and here's it, verse 20. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I've given you, and be sure of this, I'm with you always to the end of the age. You know, teach these new disciples to obey the commandments. Um, you know, there, there has to be, the, the truth has to be taught. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and as a church, we need to, and as, as a disciple, of a believer, of God, you know, are we making disciples? Are we teaching them? If you have children, they're your little disciples. You know, if, if you have friends, you know, they're your disciples. Now, remember the tornado? I don't know if I ever mentioned it. We had a tornado go through <laughs> It's like the recurring story of my life because it's like we're still dealing with stuff and, you know, it, 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 they give you like two years on your insurance and now I understand why. Because, you know, one year is approaching and, man, we still got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> Dad's list is real long still. <laughs> Guess who gets to do that? You're right, my children. My uh, children. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, I remember the, po- the post-tornado cleanup. Like, uh, we were eating a lot of fast food. I know it's not the healthiest, but it was like, we were just hungry. We were burning thousands. It didn't matter. One, I think I ate three Macs one day for lunch. <laughs> we were burning so many calories. It was, it was crazy. So we get, we get, like, the bundle box. We get the bundle box, and we get, we get one of the cheeseburgers. And I think it was Josh that opened it up. Or was it L? Is opened it up? She opens it up, and, you know, it had all, like, what the stuff you're supposed to have on a hamburger. You know what it didn't have? The burger. So it it had like the bun, maybe a little lettuce, onions, a little ketchup, and everything, but it was missing something. If we're not careful, you can have all the stuff that makes church look like church, but you miss the meat. You you, you miss the important thing. It's not a hamburger without a hamburger, (laughs) it's not a church unless you're making disciples. And we need to be careful that we're about the right things. You know, you had one thing. Put the hamburger on. You missed it. <laughs> uh, Think about what false teachers are like. Um, it's like food poisoning. I'll let you run with that image as far as you want. I'm not going to go. But it seems good, but it doesn't end well. Right? Uh, or, or or, or another one, uh, it, it's like following false teaching is like, it's just like following the wrong road. Y- you won't end up where you need to be on time. You might even get back on track, but you might be the wrong place. Now, I, I went to a rehearsal dinner one time. Uh, I, you guys probably watch it online because uh, I don't I usually sit over here. It's funny how people sit roughly the same place. Next week, I'm going to make everybody move over to the opposite side. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. I, I, I won't make you switch. Um, I'd probably mess up some cable when I did it, you know. <laughs> Unplug that. Uh, but you know, I, I went. I went to the rehearsal dinner, and so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, nobody's there yet. and I thought that's odd that no one's here yet. And it was up in Newcastle County, and I'm not super familiar. I'm sitting there. Um, I'm off of 202, which is great, except that's not the restaurant I need to be at. <laughs> so I got there early. And finally, I messaged him, was like, hey man, I'm here, early he's like, I-, I don't see you, we're here, and I'm like, I don't see anybody, I, you know, and it turns out there was two restaurants, and I was at the one, you know, off of 202, and I needed to be the one, you know, down by Christiana, and, uh, you know, needless to say, I, I quickly jumped in the car, uh, <laughs> yeah, I-, I-, I figured out, and I had to correct where I was in order to receive the benefit, the free meal, Rehearsal meals are good meals, come on now, <laughs> uh, and so uh you know it's kind of like it's tough sometimes but you have to learn to discern the right voice now occasionally in the car i don't know if you guys like i don't use a gps gps i use like the apps and occasionally i I check different apps to find different ways and i thought i hit something off and it may have been ways i had two different gps apps running and telling me directions and they were trying to tell me different ways to go and so I would get to an intersection. And I was and I was trying to figure out which voice was for which app, the one I'd chosen, and it was hard, right? Because <laughs> the voices like they kind of sound the same. I don't know if the apps just use the the Siri voice, so mine's like a British dude. Uh, <laughs> I just feel more like civilized having a British dude tell me where to go. <laughs> um, but you, I had to learn to discern. You know, you got to figure out which voice to follow, right? Because if not, you end up in the wrong place or at least delayed um it's a so learning to discern the voice of truth is important if you don't learn truth from error you follow the wrong voice you end up in the wrong places uh, and that's why it's so important to grow in our faith um second 2 peter uh, 222 they prove the truth of this proverb a dog returns to his vomit and another says a wash pig returns to the mud uh, now <laughs> dog now we think of dog as like man's best friend right they were not considered man's best friend in the ancient world they were considered uh, some of you don't some of your cat people uh, but but you know dogs were just kind of scavengers and I, I've been down a, I remember I was down in, first time I was down in Mexico and we were we we're building like medical clinics and stuff and uh, you know I'm sitting there and I'm like oh whose dog is that and the guy looks at me like what? Because like the dogs aren't really owned by anybody. I mean, you co own a dog, but most of the dogs just like, I'd be like seeing a mouse You go, whose mouse is that? <laughs> you know, it's just scavengers. And so that's, you kind of picture that more uh, for the, you know, because dogs, they eat scraps and steal food. I mean, if you leave your dog unattended after you've made dinner, you're going to have to make dinner again. I mean, if you don't like what you made for dinner and you want to go out to eat, maybe that's, you know, what you need to do. But, you know, uh, you know, in a pig, they're unclean, you know, they're they're physically, uh, you ever go to the state fair? It's going to be open again. It was open last year. Did I go to the state fair? I went to the state fair. Okay. That's why I need a wife that can tell me what I did. (laughs) But, you know, you go to the state fair, like, it's kind of cool. Well, pigs are a lot bigger than, you know, they're not like those cute little, they're giant. And what do they do, though? They lay in a bunch of filth. I'm just, you know, if you want to go to the fair... I wouldn't do it on a hot day if you have problems, you know, because it, it, you'll smell it. Um, and so th- this week it was funny because um, I, uh, so a lot of you guys know I got you know a, a dog Loki because uh, he's crazy, but <laughs> I, I, I love the dog <laughs> even when he does stupid things. Um, but you know I was I was I was cooking uh, I think I was cooking dinner the other night and you know Josh was there and I was like. Uh, everyone else was gone, and I, I called Josh, and said, hey, Josh, I want to teach you about my, one of my favorite Proverbs. And he comes out, he's like, yeah, Dad, what do you, I was like, um, look, look over at Loki. Uh-huh. <laughs> A dog returns to his vomit. <laughs> so I had to have jo- Josh cooked for me while I went and took care of things, because if you don't take care of things, what happens? I remember with Chewy, I could, I could tell this story now that he's gone but, you know, Chewy was our, our, our dog before, we loved Chewy, he's just one-of-a-kind dog, which uh, took, took so long to get Loki, and people, like, judging me, like, why'd it take so long, well, you're gonna, you're gonna lose your husband, go immediately? no, <laughs> it, took me, it took me a while, <laughs> not that they're the same, but, you know, it, it took us a while, because Chewy, we loved that dog, and um, it was part of the family, and, and so, you know, one time, I was busy with the kids when they were little, and Chewy threw up, and I went to clean it up, it was gone. Because <laughs> what? Dogs return to their vomit. I'm seeing the vomit. Actually, this is good. This is, uh, <laughs> dogs return to it. Uh, now, it sounds like a disgusting proverb, right? But it's true if you've ever had a dog. And if you wash a pig, what's going to happen? Pig's not going to be like, well, I'm clean now. I'm going to hang out here today. No, it's going to go right back in while it done. And there's something about you know verse 19 says they're slaves to sin and corruption. There's this you know we're self-indulgent. You return to vomit and mud. It's disgusting. But a lot of us we, we we tend to do that too. We return to the things you know unless God changes your nature. You return to the things that are natural. Um, you know Jesus is living water. He gives us new life, new purpose. Ephesians 2:10 says we are, we are not saved by good works. Uh, But we're saved for them, and so then we we live our lives in a different way, because of who Jesus is. And you know, Peter's readers. Here's the thing: when you think about Peter, the book, uh, maybe you don't think about this, but you know, they didn't have a whole lot of the New Testament at this point. It wasn't like they could go down to the local Christian bookstore. We can't even do that now. We got. They couldn't go on Amazon. They'd have to call, like, they'd have to send a letter to an actual Amazon. No. <laughs> but, you know, they, they couldn't, and so they didn't have the whole thing. It's so, you know, it's easier, especially to deceive when you don't have the whole Bible, right? It was still being written. Uh, and so here's the thing. We have the Bible. Do we fact check it? Not the Bible, but do we fact check what people say and what people teach? You know, because a lot of people, they'll, they'll teach all kinds of things, but it's not really, if you read the whole Bible, you're like, eh. I mean, there's literally cults founded on, well, we agree with the Bible except where it disagrees with our book. Or you can only read our book to explain the Bible. Of course, it was written much later, 2,000 years later. <laughs> you know, but, but it, it, it's these things that are going to add extra things. Now, we fact-check every debate, Right? I know you can argue about the fact checks on Facebook and everything, y'all got some funny memes, I get it. Uh, uh, but many don't fact check or falsely fact check, many don't f- f- uh, fact check the people who teach spiritual things because people teach all kinds of stuff that's not true. If, if you look at scripture, like I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a smart man, but I know what the Bible says. <laughs> but, you know, we have to be careful and that's why we spend so much time teaching the scripture. I, 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 could, I mean, occasionally we'll teach some other things, but really, you know, we, we dive in and, and we just teach. Now, when I was when I was younger, I found out that you could just preach. If you spoke with a lot of energy, people were excited about what you preached about. Didn't even matter. I didn't have much of my message that night. <laughs> if I could hoop and holler a little. Um, come on now. <laughs> and so, you know, How do we avoid error? Uh, Number one, is just grow in your faith. You know, uh, you have to learn truth and error because, you know, (laughs) you have to know what the truth is so you can discern it. Now, occasionally, like I'm going to pick on someone i get a phone call or message like hey i think there's a gas leak in the kitchen and so i go in the kitchen and there wasn't a gas leak we just hadn't changed the garbage in a while (laughs) that was during covid and we weren't in and out and anyway normally we we're very hygienic here and you know uh we return the vomit to the trash can and go out with it but but, you know but it's funny because a gas leak has a particular smell right and who knows that smell um why is it important to know that smell because it goes boom. Here comes the boom. <laughs> Ready or not, <laughs> how you like me now. <laughs> so, you know, if you're not, you, you learn to discern this smell b- b- because you, you don't want the bad reaction, if you will. And, and so we have to be careful. Uh, we need to learn. And so we need to read the Bible because ultimately it's the Bible that you guide to faith. People make the Bible say all kinds of things because we don't know it. It's just you know, like the Ethiopian and monopoly money. We don't know the difference. Um, you know, <laughs> you have to be careful how you walk. You now, walk is sort of a uh, <laughs> a metaphor for how to live out your faith in the Bible. We've talked about it. You know, Hebrew word halak, which is just fun to say halak. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it, it's the idea is you know, how you actually live this faith out. We 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 walk. We live differently and you got to be careful because like if you have a dog there's landmines, right you got to be careful when you're walking anyone have a dog you're out in the yard you got to be careful right when guests come over you got to pick it all up <laughs> we got a little scooper thing you know uh you know and uh, we live by a lake and, and so you know and so this time of year is the great time of year where all the geese have like little goslings and oh they're cute and they poop everywhere <laughs> And I, you know, they're all over our yard now, too. And I, we haven't trained Loki yet to kind of shoo the geese. And, you know, um, you can't shoot them. So it's, it's very difficult for me as a man. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, some of us who like to partake of geese. Uh, here's things: If you're not careful, you step in the wrong step. It, you know, it's it spiritually, we have to be careful the way we walk the way we live, who we listen to, because they'll teach us things that aren't true. Uh, And and I think another way to grow is really, it kind of comes back to being part of the community. Now, um, I I often liken spiritual things to working out because I like to pick things up and put things down. You know, and I I think they're very similar pursuits. Because to, to be good at physical stuff, what do you have to do? You got to do that physical stuff like if you want to become a good lifter what do you have to do if you want to become a good biker what do you have to do if you want to become a good skydiver what do you have to do i don't know (laughs) not die (laughs) (laughs) no but you you have to you have to do the stuff and so it's important you know to kind of working out if you're part of you know you have to do it but if i have people with me i have a lot more energy when my kids lift with me, it's easy to get up. Well, it's still something a little groggy in the morning. We get up, we lift because we're together. You know, it's like there's energy to it, you know. Uh, you know, uh, getting up to bike is really difficult sometimes because honestly, I don't want to spend an hour of my life pedaling really fast. <laughs> I want to just sit down. And <laughs> but when I'm with people, you know, we, we move, we, move we, get, we get things done. And so, you know, there, there's, you know, we, we need to be a part of the community that helps you grow in your faith. Uh, now it's been more difficult with COVID. You know, generally, we do like some small groups and things, and we're trying to reopen those now because I guess we're allowed to. It was kind of a weird period of time, and there was, uh, there were some secret small groups still going on. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't advertise them because we didn't want any popo. <laughs> didn't want Chief Willie knocking down our door. Love you, Chief. <laughs> no, no, he's a good guy. He's a good man. Um, but you know, and then ultimately, you have to plan to grow spiritually. You know, uh, you know, if you don't have a, a plan to work out, what happens? For most of us, we could say, you know, I got a home gym, but it's, you know, it's great for hanging clothes on. <laughs> I, got, I got something from someone this week. They're like, yep, just pretty much hang my clothes on it. I'm like, yep, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, a, there's a, a saying that's been said many times before. Uh, Failing to plan is planning to fail. If you're not intentional about growing in your faith, You're probably not going to grow anymore in your faith, Um, so you know what do we need to do? You know, what do ask yourself? You know, what will you do to grow? What do you need to help you grow? And and talk to us. We'll, We'll love to help you grow in your faith.